This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Okay, back by no one's demand but our own and from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios in sunny, scenic, hot as hell, Elizabeth Park, Nashville, Tennessee. It is the award-winning 615 Sessions podcast. It is powered by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford and brought to you as always by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com. I hope you have had a fantastic weekend. I hope that you enjoyed the college baseball as much as I did because the Vols and Vandy both heading to Omaha. Both series sweeps in their super regionals that they hosted. So we're going to have Will Bowling and Lucas Panzica, both noted UT homers, but both really following both of these teams. Let me see how many times I can say both throughout the course of this introduction, but you know what I mean. They like college baseball. We like talking about college baseball. We like supporting the local teams, and two of them, are succeeding at a high level. So that's what the topic of conversation is going to be about today. We'll also spend some time on Derrick Henry not getting the cover of Madden. We don't know for certain yet, but it is trending that way. And what John Robinson is doing on Percy Priest Lake on Instagram. All of that and more ahead on today's podcast. But first, you've heard me talk about my friends at Two Rivers Ford all the time and how they're the best place to buy a new car. They are also, if you didn't know, the best place to buy a used vehicle. They've been around for almost 40 years, so you know when you buy a pre-owned vehicle, you're buying it from a dealership that has an excellent reputation from being around a long time in the business. You get to deal with non-commissioned salespeople, no pressure throughout the course of the car buying experience. You can go kick all the tires and test drive as many vehicles as you want. They get paid whether you buy a car or not. The salespeople at Two Rivers Ford have one job, and that's to help you find the right vehicle for your lifestyle, and your budget. The Ford Blue Advantage program that they have going on right now at Two Rivers Ford means their pre-owned vehicles have been fully inspected, come with a warranty, and have 24-7 roadside assistance just for that extra peace of mind. So, if you're looking for a used car, truck, or SUV, go see my friends at Two Rivers Ford. They're in Mount Juliet, just seven miles east of Nashville International Airport, or you can check them out online at Two Rivers Ford. Let's get to Lucas and Will. Back here, 615 Sessions podcast on the A to Z Sports podcast feed. Uh, Two new faces, both of whom have already annoyed me before the podcast started rolling. It's Will Bowling of 104.5 The Zone and Lucas Panzica, also of 104.5 The Zone. Lucas, explain yourself. 
Well, my computer does this really fun thing where it just dies, even though it's plugged in and charging. And on top of that, it's just been really slow and it's only four years old. So I feel like these are not problems I should be having. So I need to take it to the computer doctor. It wasn't connecting to Zoom. So I just pulled it up on my phone. Hope everything sounds okay. It sounds great, but your computer shit its pants the way that LSU baseball did over the weekend. William, hello. Hello, Buck. Great to see you. Uh, thank you for the invite on the podcast. This is a very big day. First yeah. time. This is this is true. So if if we are if it's Will Bowling and Lucas's first day on the podcast, uh, you know that it has to be a special occasion because the entire state has been taken over by college baseball in a way that I did not anticipate talking about for nearly three hours today. But it was something that was fantastic to watch over the weekend. Um, certainly between Vandy advancing over East Carolina and now the Vols as well heading to Omaha as we tape this podcast on a Monday yesterday after just clubbing LSU. So I think the thing that we should that we should start with, boys, is um, Lucas and I have already had a discussion about this for basically three hours today. So I was thinking, uh, sitting in my house, I was trying to think of, you know, unique ways that we could really approach this topic. And I think Will brought up a, a good angle right at the end of the radio show about why LSU, or excuse me, why the Vols are not in as bad a position as they people might think heading to TD Ameritrade Park and why Vandy might necessarily not have the advantage that they do. Will, you want to lay that theory out for the people? Yeah, I honestly think that if Vanderbilt gets to the College World Series championship round, they're going to win the national championship. The way their front two pitchers match up with everyone else in college baseball, maybe everyone else – uh, since the 2011 team in UCLA, who was the last team to have two top 10 picks on the same pitching rotation. Um, other than everybody else in college baseball, Vandy's one and two uh, are the best two pitchers in college baseball this season. After that, there's quite a big drop-off. Uh, obviously, there's going to be a big drop-off when you have two guys that are as talented as Kamar Rocker and Jack Leiter. Tennessee is deeper out of the bullpen and deeper in their pitching rotation than Vanderbilt is. There isn't as big of a drop-off between Blade Tidwell and Will Heflin as there is between Jack Leiter and the next man up for Vanderbilt. I think this team fits weekend rotation style of baseball better than they fit postseason tournament style of baseball, which uh, was evident in the SEC tournament when Ole Miss, when they weren't able to have Locker, uh, Rocker or Leiter on the mound, Ole Miss knocked them out of the SEC tournament before the semifinal round. I think this Vanderbilt team, if they make it all the way, is going to win it all. The big question is, can they make it? And I don't know if they can. Lucas, you told me to put my checkerboard uh, overalls on this weekend, and I did, and they're won they won, so you're welcome, uh, all of you Vols fans, of which I have now declared myself one of. We came welcome. to that decision uh, between 10 to 1 today on 104.5 The Zone. Welcome, he says. Um, but the the pitching for the Vols is something that you pointed out is something that I think largely in a in a broader conversation about these two teams, I think the general conversation around them, the general uh, the general consensus by people who are watching them and who are you know listening to bits and pieces of our discussion or three HLs discussion or everybody else who's talking about these two teams. And they're kind of taking away, okay, Vandy is the bats, or excuse me, Vandy is the pitching, the Vols have the bats. But that's something that you kind of uh, dispel, dispelled a little bit today with the strength of the pitching of the Vols and how critical it's been to this series. 
it's just been so much deeper. Uh, you look you, at a guy in Camden. Are you Lucas? Sewell. What the hell is that? Wait, I thought you said here. Will. Did I? Did I say Will? Oh, I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> no, that's not true. Will, shut up. My point. Lucas. You go ahead. I'm fine. <laughs> Lucas, did I say Will? Oh my God, his Wi-Fi is going again. I'm going to kill you both. I really am. <laughs> oh what, what no. Did I say Will or did I say Lucas? Is this something that's that my that I'm fraying? You're saying this was my point, so you're. I thought you were directing it at me. That's fine. I don't care. I, I I don't know that you said either. I was surprised you were directing something at me because I was like, I want Lucas to talk, but uh, Lucas, go ahead. I thought you Take two had point. done this enough to where you could figure <laughs> out that the you know the rhythm of the conversation. You two have worked together enough. I'm a point guard right now. I'm trying to distribute. Will quit being a ball hog. What was even the question? I don't remember. Damn it. What? <laughs> tell, me, tell, me the, the the tell me about the balls pitching, Lucas. Tell me about the ball. So so we were talking about this today. Vanderbilt with the best one-two punch in the SEC. Uh, like Tennessee with the best one-two-three punch it's had in a very, very long time. It's very primed for, for example, a three-game series. Like going into the LSU weekend, uh, it was going to be Chad Dallas starting day one. Uh, uh, Blade Tidwell starting day two, Will Heflin starting day three. And that's not even including a Sean Hudley or, or a Redmond Walsh. And Tennessee, remember, uh, Will, correct me if I'm wrong, Tennessee's ace was out for the season really before it started yeah. in Jackson Leaf. So this, this pitching staff was already incredibly deep going into the season. So I do think it's a little bit overlooked. They had the best ERA in the SEC for the entirety of the regular season. Uh, and honestly, this Tennessee team makes me think of that 2019 Vandy team that won it all because you have the pitching. Kumar Rocker really emerged that season as a freshman. But that Vanderbilt lineup, uh, there were no breaks. I mean, I think they had seven batters in that lineup with with averages of 300-plus in that season. Reminds me of this Tennessee lineup. Absolutely no breaks. Two players with 15 or more home runs on the season. Uh, so I think Tennessee might be actually the more well-balanced unit going into the College World Series. Uh, it's just everybody is drawn to that rocker lighter duo and rightfully so at Vanderbilt. But, uh, and, and th this conversation just gets jacked up with Arkansas being out of the picture uh, because suddenly everybody's eyes get wide and say, okay, the door is open. I was about to say, who benefits from that more, Will? Uh, Ar Vandy or the Vols having Arkansas not in the middle of this thing? Because now uh, we know Vandy will play Arizona. The results, actually, I, I turned off the, the college baseball and I shouldn't have because who won, who won Virginia Dallas Baptist? Virginia. Okay, so Virginia yeah, they rallied. will uh, will take place in the first round of the College World Series. Who benefits more from the lack of uh, the lack of Arkansas in this tournament? I think it's got to be Tennessee because uh, Arkansas is a team that really it, you look at both sides of this bracket. Vanderbilt's got to worry about Arizona before they can worry about who's there in the second round uh, because Arizona just beat Ole Miss sixteen to three on Sunday afternoon, an Ole Miss team that had given Vanderbilt fits. All season, uh, Ole Miss beat Vandy and Oxford. Uh, they also knocked them out of the SEC tournament before they could get uh, to the semifinal round. Uh, and Arizona is one of the top hitting teams in all of college baseball. So I think Vanderbilt is more concerned about that 4-5 matchup in the first round. Tennessee, on the other hand, is going to get an unseeded team in Virginia in its first game. So I think they're more focused on, look, Arkansas is the team that had their number throughout the regular season and the postseason. Uh, not having TCU in the bottom of that bracket, uh, uh, just really having to deal with Texas. I think Tennessee uh, sets up really well to go up against somebody not named Arkansas uh, or really not named Vandy in the top of that bracket. 
yeah, I mean, that that was the one hump Tennessee wasn't able to get over, right, throughout the season. How many matchups did they have with Arkansas? I suppose they, they lost that series two out of three and then lost in the SEC championship. That game wasn't really close with cops coming in relief. He gave up an early homer, I believe, to uh, to Pete Durkay and then yep. really just shut Tennessee down for the remainder of that SEC championship game. That was That's by far been the biggest surprise of this college baseball postseason. Uh, but, but everybody benefits from it, right? Like, it's not just Tennessee and Vanderbilt. Tennessee, just because of their history with Arkansas throughout the regular season. But I think every single contender going into the College World Series uh, like I said before, you know, eyebrows raised, eyes wide, say, okay, the, the door is open here. Let's go and take it. Will is smiling at me because I just had to do like a NASCAR style pitch. No, change. I wasn't. Uh, that was that was not at you. That was just because Lucas's internet is lacking and he's becoming a robot. Ah, uh, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I thought we pulled that off so cleanly. I'm like, I thought so too. Somebody read my text so I could go grab my laptop charger real quick. And the <laughs> internet shits itself in the middle of the podcast, buddy. I'm trying. I invite you on the podcast. I throw you a bone. Now his video's gone away. This is an unmitigated disaster. Why is this happening? This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. This is Xfinity at its finest. I will I will write a very strongly worded email. Hey, so help me God, if you lose me in an Xfinity sponsorship to say. on this podcast, because you you can't figure it out, I'm going to – there's going to be some kind of punishment. I haven't bleep figured it out. Bleep that out. Bleep that out. I'll send you, like, the bleep sound effect that I use whenever we have videos laced with profanity on the radio show. And, whenever and Will Compton and Darren Bates are on, basically. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding. Well, in that, and in that instance, at least we got the dump button fixed. So that now we can have that, and Lucas can't, you know, just completely be <laughs> That's what led to the dump button being fixed, quite literally. Honestly, hey. chestnut checkers moved by you. Well done. I, that's how I enact change is I just run into the wall as many times as humanly possible. And so have finally somebody have me tell, or have somebody tell me that I just can't do it anymore. And so they put in the safeguards to keep me in check. That's now how we get business done. Red button. That looks like you send off a nuke somewhere to, to dump whatever profanity comes across our airwaves. That's exactly right. I, I have, I have the codes. I am the captain now. Boys. I am the captain. Now. Yeah. You beat me to it. Uh, I, uh, so from, from Tennessee baseball and Vandy in Omaha, well, I guess here's, here's the thing. Cause you both are creatures of the internet. Like myself, you have come up in sports media, similar way, even though you have different aspirations. Um, why the hell is it so poisonous between Vandy fans and the Vols fans, because like it is, I mean, I understand that there is always going to be this back and forth nature of a big brother, little brother in-state rivalry. And you can, you know, whether you're a Vandy fan or you're a Vol fan, you can figure out who is big brother and who is little brother in this particular situation. But uh, they, they're losing their minds. There was an ongoing argument, I swear to God, of 45 tweets from one person, one Vols fan, just screaming at all of uh, all of Vanderbilt baseball and everything that they stand for. And it's the only time I see any kind of engagement out of Vandy baseball fans because they're, they're too, I don't know what the hell they're doing. And I understand maybe they have bigger aspirations than talking about their sports teams. Maybe that is indeed so. But today I was shocked by the lack of engagement that we saw from Vandy fans when I get when we gave them the opportunity we said hey sell me on your team maybe you shouldn't have to maybe that's their argument but it's all in all it's just they 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 go away quietly until you say one thing that bothers them and then they all come rushing 
at your neck in a way that is ridiculous because if they had any kind of passion about the rest of their sports programs, the way that they had about bitching about people talking about their sports programs, maybe we wouldn't be calling Vandy little brother all the time. There are two things that make the Vandy. I'll say this real quick. And and Lucas, I don't want to talk over you again. I feel bad. Uh, There are two things that make Vandy fan on Twitter really pissed. UT being good and talking about how bad the Whistler is. It, it drives them nuts on Twitter because it overshadows what really should be a dominant powerhouse program. I mean, the Whistler thing is like talk to anybody that's ever watched a Vanderbilt baseball game that's not a Vanderbilt fan, and they will agree with you about the Whistler. Like it's cool if that's their thing and they want to stand by. There's a lot of Vandy fans that hate the Whistler. Uh, but I think to me, anybody that drives away the neutral viewer from your game in a niche sport uh, should be something that's looked down upon, in my opinion. If Tennessee had a Tennessee whistler, uh, I, I would be annoyed. It would annoy the hell out of me every Absolutely. single game. I wouldn't be able to stand it. Uh, but that's that's besides the point. Look, if Fandy was not good at baseball, uh, which was the case before Tim Corbin arrived on campus, like they wouldn't care about baseball. Like Mike Wilson said this on our show, Buck, like nobody cares about niche sports until you're good at niche sports. And it's weird to call baseball a niche sport, but in the college scheme of things, it is. So uh, that's why the whole thing about it is dumb. Like, oh, now Tennessee fans care about baseball. It's like, yeah, Tennessee fans are showing up because they're good. If Vanderbilt wasn't good, nobody would give a damn. And Tennessee itself is already this big cultural wave that people grow up into. And there's substantially more Tennessee fans than there are Vanderbilt fans. So, and that's just a fact. But when they get really good at something, uh, then they'll latch onto it. And that's okay. But, you know, don't go at fans for getting into a sport because their team is suddenly good at it when that is – That is what happens with college baseball across the country, with the exception of like an LSU that's just always good all the time. It's just how it works. Well, and two, this notion that Tennessee just got good at baseball forever is wrong. I mean, growing up watching Luke Hochaver and watching, you know, Todd Helton when I was a a little bit younger, you know, R.A. Dickey, uh, Julio Bourbon, like Tennessee was uh, uh, not quite to a Vanderbilt level uh, from about 1995 to 2005, but Tennessee was really good at baseball. I think a lot of fans are getting back into Tennessee baseball versus just now becoming Tennessee baseball fans. This fandom has always existed. It's just been put on the back burner a little bit as they kind of wandered through the dark ages of Todd Raleigh and of Dave Serrano. And at the end of the Delmonico era in the mid two thousands, Tennessee's always had baseball fans. Now you're starting to get the Tennessee football first fan that's starting to buy in similar to what they did in basketball. I mean, guys, there's still a lot of Tennessee fans that, would much rather just make the Outback Bowl than win the SEC tournament in basketball. Like, that that guy still exists. That guy is the difference between Tennessee baseball fandom pre-Tony Vitello and now, because now that guy's interested. That guy. I love that guy conversations. By the way, I can't wait till we post this podcast on YouTube for people to see me having to get up and plug my charger in and Lucas swatting furiously at his cat. <laughs> what, what the hell is happening in your apartment right now? Leo, Leo knows every time I'm on the air, he always does something that makes me get up to make him stop. And that trend is continuing. (laughs) Jesus Christ, what a disaster this has been so far. And we're only 20 minutes in, boys. We're going to keep it on a hot streak. Um, I want to, you know, you guys, I'm not just going to pigeonhole you as Tennessee baseball, uh, in this case, analyst at this point. Although, 
And I do appreciate the insights of both of you because you both clearly care. You both have clearly followed this program historically. And I think that's good for people who are just, you know, there's a lot of people who are just now gravitating towards Tennessee baseball, uh, whether they were along for the ride throughout the course of their regular season, which was hugely impressive, or now just getting in on the postseason fun because it looks like a party in Knoxville. And for all intents and purposes, it is, but I don't think that we should pigeonhole you that way. So what, what do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about John Robinson on a pontoon boat, putting it on Instagram, like he's leaning full troll into this, or he's waiting for more, uh, you know, he's waiting for more good morning football hits where he can uh, have himself praised and whatever cafe in Pinewood, Tennessee he's eating at, or do you want to talk about Derrick Henry not going to be on the cover of Madden? Well, I mean, look, from a Titans fan perspective, I love uh, if I'm, you know, putting on that hat. I love that Derrick Henry's not on the cover, man. I don't want that evil. Oh, that's Uh, that's, stupid. Don't you put that evil on me. Brian and I were just having this conversation in the zone building like earlier today that, uh, yeah, I don't want that evil. I don't know. I'm I'm more like the, the fact that the Madden cover is the biggest thing about Madden now annoys me because maybe they should just focus on having like a playable video game me video game guy chiming in here, like have a playable game. That's fun. It doesn't suck versus like spending all this money on a hype video for your promo athlete when no one even buys covers anymore. Like, why is this a thing? Like no one buys physical video games ever. You just download them digitally. So I don't even know why this is still like a conversation, but a lot of, a lot of guys making appearances on this podcast. We've we've had video game guy. We've had Tennessee football fan guy that doesn't care about other sports. I am video game guy. That's different. I'm claiming it. (laughs) This is not Uh, some abstract like person in the world. Like I'm claiming that is me. Yeah. I haven't played Madden in years. So I personally, I, uh, yeah, I don't give a damn about the Madden cover, whether he's on it or not. If he is, I, I mean, he, I guess Vince Young was the only Titan. Uh, I might be wrong, but I think Vince Young's the only Titan to ever have an appearance on a Madden cover. Uh, to me, that, that doesn't matter one way or another. But uh, the John Robinson thing, uh, I, I like that he's leaning into that. Uh, and then he also called, what was the restaurant he was at? Pinewood, Pinewood Kitchen. Kitchen. Uh, the, uh, the historic Pinewood Kitchen where the Julio Jones deal officially went down. I want him to put up a historical marker and everything. <laughs> especially if things work out with Julio Jones and he goes to a couple pro bowls during his time in Nashville. I'd love to see them lean into that. Okay. So, so we're in consensus. John Robinson's being a bit of an attention whore at this point. Yes. I think sure. he was like Kermit, the frog sipping tea, looking at people's tweets when he was drafting Monty Rice in the third round saying, all right, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to milk this now when something positive happens. That's unbelievable. This man is, this man is a very, very, doesn't pay attention to social media until, until it's time to post a picture of him on the phone on a boat. And now it's all out there for all of the world's likes and all of the clicks. This is incredible. Honestly, I re- I respect the behavior because I recognize it. Cause this is something that I would <laughs> something do. You this would man do. is definitely on social media though. Right. Like he, he facetiously said on J Martin Ramon that, that no, he's on Twitter, but like what, what is John Robinson's burner account? I'm sure the Titans probably follow it, whatever it is. He doesn't have a burner. He's straight up on Twitter. Like this man is out here in these streets. He's not, he's not hiding the fact that he's got his, his Twitter account, his Twitter handle. Maybe he has a burner, but he's got the real one as well. And he's out here trolling the depths of the internet. See what kind of shit we're talking, like calling him an attention whore on this podcast. (laughs) My roommate uh, doesn't have a Twitter account. It just goes on twitter.com and just start scrolling. And then he'll like send me more tweets than like, I'll see. 
I'm like, Mitch, like, buddy, like, you don't have a Twitter. How are you saying this before? I, I don't, that makes me uncomfortable for some reason. I don't like that. Like, why, <laughs> why doesn't he just make a damn account? I don't know. No, that's the know. behavior of a sociopath. <laughs> that's worse. I'll, than, I'll pass that along. No, you should. Please do. Because that's like, that's like an athlete that name searches themselves after games to see what kind of shit fans are saying to you, <laughs> saying to them. You know it's going to be poisonous. You know it's going to be something that just eats away at you. And uh, you should spend less time doing it, Darius Leonard. So if I want to talk shit like a coward <laughs> from behind my Twitter handle, I can do it, I can do it without fear of repercussions. But if even you worse, were an athlete, would you have sim- similar behavior, Buck? What? Uh, uh, look, name searching myself? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it would be for purely vanity reasons. Like I would mute all of the bad words in association with my name. And then I would just sit, name search my name. And then I would feel the nice. Have you done that? Have you done that? Because I have seen some, some bad words associated with your name uh, mm. on, in your mentions, which I spend time in from time to time. Uh, how, how dark often, place. By the way, how often are you? How often are you like just cruising through my Twitter? Because for <laughs> people who don't listen to the radio show, Lucas, remember we have to reset this as a different audience for whatever reason. Yes. But you poison this one uh, yes. the way that you do between ten and one on one hundred four five the zone. Um, how often are you spending in my Twitter mentions, like outside the confines of work? Because Lucas is responsible basically for operating my Twitter from nine thirty until about twelve forty five Monday through Friday. Uh, and, and every once in a while, you'll say to me something that I have just recently read, but it's on my personal phone. You want to talk about things that weird you out, like uh, Will's roommate <laughs> searching on Twitter.com. That is something that is weird to me. How often do you do uh, it? I, I will. I promise you it is only between the hours of 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. I have no interest in spending any time in your mentions uh, outside of those hours of the day. I, I Having control of your Twitter, I do not envy you. Of you know, I'll, I'll go to your account real quick, and it'll be like, oh, 35 plus notifications. Uh, you know, and when I had just checked it about 10 minutes ago, uh, posting a poll or checking a poll result or something, and I don't envy that. You know, I, I'm to the point now where if I open my phone, I have nine, 10, or 11 notifications. Like, oh God, all right, what now? Because usually you were tagged in something. And there's a giant thread that you have no interest in reading, and you're not even a part of the conversation at that point. That happens to you so much, where people just tweet something at you and just involve you. And then it just creates this giant thread of a discussion between people that you don't know that you are not involved in. And it takes up 90% of your mentions. That's, that seems awful. That's just so much clutter and junk that, that I do not want any part of. So no, I like to take a break from that when I'm not on the radio airwaves. I I do not want to go snooping around in your mentions, much less in your DMs. I don't know what goes on in there. (laughs) I mean, I told you, it's just unsolicited dick pics, except now yes. it's Dick uh, it's Dick Nixon, it's Dick Trickle, it's Dick Buttkiss. Like, I have somebody who's just straight up sending me pictures of men named Dick. So and you're you're getting, I know you're getting men named Dick, but I, have you gotten any actual dicks? Like, I know you got that, you had a lead <laughs> to a potential Isaiah Wilson dick yeah. pic, but have you just opened your DMs to just a giant hog staring you right in the face? <laughs> Not on Twitter, but on Instagram, apparently the world is more comfortable with male genitalia. So I have, in fact, in my life, gotten three actual dicks. Okay. Pretty ballsy move. Yeah. What what was the purpose? Was it just to to get stuff? Was it just to trickle you? (laughs) Or was it to get a, or was it to invite you to something? Like, what was the purpose of it? Was it to try to, you to reciprocate and send one back? Like, what was the, what was the dynamic here? Uh, Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Love it. Love it. Yes, to to all of it. To follow up on the Twitter.com thing, too, the worst was my ex-girlfriend who would Google Will Bowling Twitter. 
just to like see because she also didn't have an account just to see what I was like saying. So she would like know like what conversations to have with me. That was you know what conversations to have. Literally, she'd be like, so like the Braves looked good, like whatever. Like she would like try to contribute into like sports conversations, and I'd just be like, look, like I don't know, (laughs) I don't know if this is the most efficient way to achieve your end goal here. Okay, your end goal. That's like something my mother would do to figure out what. (laughs) She would literally Google Will Bowling Twitter. God, how how lacking in in passion. And in other things in life, must your conversations have been where they are? Look, she's looking up Braves oh, so commentary funny. with which to carry it on. It wasn't really that. It was just like, I, I don't know, know if you're but that's what it sounds not. like to me. That's she was what like, I need to know. I, I, I want to, I like going into a conversation. I need to gauge your mood before we start talking and know how the Braves did in like the postseason. It was, it was in the playoffs when that specific example happened. That's legit. Dara, does have Dara just, uh, Dara just doesn't give a fuck. She just does not. <laughs> I care about anything sports except Coach Mack because Coach Mack is her fucking Twitter banner. He's a king. On uh, he is a king, and he is probably going to steal my girl at some point. Um, but this is Lucas. This is the place that we find ourselves in. So no, what oh, I mean, what do you mean oh that you don't want that you don't want those kind of Twitter mentions? Like you two are the biggest clout chasers out here, rightfully so. You should be at this point in your various careers but if you want to sit in the big chair that's what comes with it what's wrong with what why why are you so soft why are you so mentally soft all right first of all there's a difference between clout chasing and just wanting to advance in your career i think there's certainly some blurred lines there there are some blurred lines but i i I, my goal is not to have like a hundred thousand twitter followers my goal is to achieve the career goals I have set in front of me. And if the followers come, then so be it. But uh, come on, out of the three of us, who is the biggest clout chaser? How much clout did you have to chase, Buck? How much clout do you continuously chase every day in your position that you are in now? Uh, all of it. All the clout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, you know what the answer is? Yes. Yeah, that's it comes. Answer. I understand it comes at a price with the mentions, but uh, but I don't know. I don't know if that's a price I'm willing to pay yet, but 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 I will continue to plug along in the zone and do what I'm asked to do and, uh, and see what happens as my mentions continue to blow up. I just hope it never gets to your level. Uh, I used just- to be a, a cloud chaser in college and I grew out of it to an extent because it annoyed me. I annoyed me. Like I wouldn't like myself in college when I started writing about UT because I was chasing too much cloud. There's a fine line. So what, what, no. So what, is, what is this fine line? What is the fine line between clout chasing and inciting? Because I see Will Bowling doing plenty of inciting on Twitter with the way that he attacks various fan bases. Now it may be, it may be logical. It may be reasonable the way that you're going about it, but I still re- again, I recognize the behavior. I'm familiar with it. Inside. I used to incite a lot more. Now that's just like, I'm bored and want to watch the world burn a little bit, which I feel like is as rubbed off on me from you. Um, so thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> Uh, self-awareness is the difference between clout chasing and, um, a, a correct level of promotion, like knowing what your brand needs at the stage it's at, I think is the difference. Like obviously as somebody in my shoes at 23, like I'm not going to promote my stuff incessantly because my stuff isn't that good yet. Like it's not a finished product of what it's going to be later on in my career with a, with a bigger platform, hopefully one day. Like, I feel like that's the difference. Maybe. I don't know. It's kind of an abstract thing. I should give you more specifics, but it's, it, you know it when you see it. It's, it's self-awareness is the difference. I, I wonder if the days of like, be careful what you tweet or what you put out on the internet are gone because that used to be a thing they used to tell us all the time. Like, careful yes. what you tweet. Don't be tweeting cuss words and whatnot. 
at this point with the way the internet has gotten, I, I don't know if that's still valid. If you can get fired for like a, a, so going at somebody on Twitter, like 10 years from now, you can certainly get fired for other things uh, right. that, that, that we have seen, but uh, Islamophobia probably. Yeah, yes. That, that's, 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 one that's up there. Yeah. That's up. That's one of them. But I don't I, uh, know if you can get fired for like dropping F bombs on Twitter anymore. I, I don't, don't know if that's the landscape we're in. I did well, my first or uh, back to you. I will test out that theory and I will report back. Yes, please do. I did my first SEC network broadcast in 2019 and immediately searched like Vandy and Florida in my Twitter from when I was in like eighth grade and like deleted anything bad I could. Cause that was, <laughs> that was right after like the Josh Hader stuff, like during the all-star game, yeah. people realized that this guy like had some very bad things to say earlier on in his life as like a high schooler on Twitter. And I was like, nah, what, what do we say to the God of Twitter trolls? Not today. Not We've sure. all played that game. I think. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I every once in a while I, I like to mix it up. Every once in a while I, oh, yeah. I want to live that way. Uh, you just gotta pick your you gotta pick the right battles. That's like the point now. Like I used to just go at everyone just guns a blazing and would fight losing battles or just battles that I just you know didn't have enough info to like actually make a legitimate point. Now if I'm going at someone on Twitter, it's because I know I'm going to win and I know I'm right. <laughs> you do go at opposing fans a good bit on Twitter, I will say. It depends. I don't know. Like, it's not like my, my conversation with Vandy fans last week was not out of a place of I went to UT and I'm looking down on Vanderbilt. It was out of a place of legitimate surprise that a program that good is concerned with Tennessee as much as they are. Like, and I, I actually agreed with one of those big Vandy Twitter accounts, not Vandy OC at the end of it was like, yeah, you're right. Like these fans that are more anti UT than they are pro Vandy annoy me too. And I was like, yeah, that's all I'm saying because you're a powerhouse program and you should expect better. Be better. That's that's the goal of of Twitter trolling and of this podcast. Just be better. No, uh, being better is wildly overrated, largely like sportsmanship. Um, who's the least self-aware person at 104.5 The Zone? Because, of course, we all now work here. Now, this is an A to Z sports platform, but people like the inside baseball. They like the crosstalk. Who is the least aware, self-aware person at 104.5 The Zone? Will Bowling, you start. Oh, gosh. You're right, Luca, you, hesit- you hesitated. Lucas, you start. The least the least self-aware person at 104.5 The Zone. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Oh, my like, God. I, Both of you. Well, all right. Well, wanna, well, who do you think it is? Don Davenport. 100% Don Davenport. You think it's Don? Well, Don, Don. No, because Don is of the – nobody has been willing to push back on Don's opinions for as long as Don has been there. And finally, there is somebody who is willing to brave that fight and then all of a sudden, Dawn is exposed for how lacking in self-awareness she is. I am here to, to shoulder that burden. She went at me today via text during the radio show. Dawn Davenport is the least self-aware person at the zone. I was going to spin it into like kind of a good thing, too, that I would say Brent, because that dude does not care what is going on around him. He's <laughs> just there to be him. Like hit, That dude is not like aware of like what this guy's trying to troll and – you know, this dude trying to like uh, start, you know, talking shit to him on his, on his show or on his Twitter. Like that dude is like on his mindset of he's done this longer than any of us have in the one Oh four five, the zone building. So Brent's just going to do Brent regardless of uh, his awareness or lack thereof of what people are trying to get in his head by saying during Zen. the show. Can I, okay. Can I say me because I mispronounced my own last name during a top of the hour update. <laughs> that shit was really bad. What? That was uh, yeah, that was, <laughs> 
but that's you know we need well, more of that. I need you to. I need you. I I can't with the hacky professional broadcaster voice. I, I <laughs> today today I said uh, today I said the, the Jazz were playing the Sixers and the Hawks were playing the Sixers. So little little people, few people know that the Sixers are actually playing in both the Eastern and Western Conference this year. Well, see now you've you've botched this as well because I didn't say I said lack of self awareness. I didn't say bad at your job. That's a totally it's <laughs> a totally different conversation. All right, well, but, but saying your last name wrong is quite literally lack of self awareness. You know, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> I did not know that, that happened. Oh, don't that's worry. incredible. The the re- the rest of the listening audience soon found out that that was indeed the case. <laughs> Lucas Panzica and Will Bowling, both of the zone, both of the. UT podcast, the uh, Nashville soccer show, um, bowling, doing the Daily Zone podcast every morning in your podcast feed at 5 a.m. Lucas is stuck with me for three hours a day and apparently 36 minutes more. Um, but I appreciate both of your uh, both of your insights and expertise and your clout chasing. Uh, go forth and do good works. Thank you for your self-awareness. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yes, I'm going to go watch Argentina play Colombia. <laughs> okay, bud. I'll talk it's to you. Chile, tomorrow. Argentina, Chile. Damn it! <laughs> you seventy sixers of South America. You stink. All right, that's gonna do it for us today on this episode of the podcast. Before we get out of here, I got to remind you that DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but it's also America's top-rated sportsbook. My friends, my family. All of you guys who hit me up on social media all the time, you tell me how much you love DraftKings Sportsbook because they have great offers and great promotions. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. It's quite simple. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code A2ZSports when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. You bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code A to Z Sports for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only, wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. Before we get out of here, I just got a I just got a good text about some programming that we'll have around here this coming Thursday. If you don't know, I have a radio show. It's on 104.5 The Zone, and I've just gotten word that at 11:30, because I'm on from 10 to 1. At 11:30, Mike Vrabel's going to join us. So if you don't already subscribe to the podcast or the radio show, it's the Buck Rising Show since we're plugging stuff here. But literally. As I was telling you about my friend, my friends at DraftKings, that text uh, that text just came through on the phone. So, uh, look forward to that. Have a fantastic rest of your week. We'll keep track of the Vols and Vandy with you. We'll come back and we'll talk about probably putting a bow on the Titan season next week because, of course, this will be the last week for the offseason. Mandatory minicamp beginning today as you're hearing this podcast. And then the NFL goes on summer vacation. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a deep dive into what the Titans did this offseason and what the expectation should be heading into 2021. In the meantime, stay safe, stay clean, and as always, beautiful people, stay hot. This has been the award-winning 615 Sessions podcast from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. It is brought to you, as always, by Two Rivers Ford and presented by the fine folks at A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com. 